Welcome to the Alpha Hash Rate Podcast. Um, yeah, it's been been a few weeks since we've uh, given an update, but we've uh, got a site and everything launched. We've been messing around with uh, different hardware. I've, I actually went to get a, um, a, a S9 off eBay um, using BitRefill, and it just didn't work. So I ended up getting a uh, Nintendo 64 instead. <laughs> Because I couldn't get the money back from um, from BitRefill, so BitRefill like contacted eBay. eBay customer service is just useless. So I was like, oh, all right. And the guy like selling selling it was like, oh, what's going on? I can't pay. I'm like, dude, it just keeps coming up with an error, like error forty two. And like, what does that mean? <laughs> so you could apply the gift card to other products, just not that to one. Anything else, just not the minor. So I was thinking that's what, weird. It's really weird, right? I was like, what is it? There must be some condition that you can't use gift cards for that particular product line. Like that's all that makes sense. But like, like I've never heard of that before. No. Nah. So I ended up, yeah, just getting into 64 with Goldeneye. Fuck yeah. <laughs> four, four controllers. Yeah. The classic. Um, yeah, the classic. Um I wanted one for a while. I'm like, oh, look, instead of like harassing bit refill, I'll just get something else that I want sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, like the, uh, what I actually wanted to try is something that I um, sent you today was using it for heating specifically. So like figuring out how to actually run a box because uh, out this window here, I've got a um, the the Zazzy, which is like a um, grow tent sort of thing with the miners in it and pipe that comes out, the pipe, pumps hot air so i was thinking oh if i could set one up on the other side of the house so that's outdoor right is that outside yep yeah like on a balcony Um, or something or um yeah just under like under pergola sort of thing but i was thinking if um well it has a noise level out there okay actually i'll open the window sitting here (laughs) (laughs) i hope i don't can you hear that it's just like it's not it's not bad Okay, no, I can't really hear it, so it mustn't be too bad. Um, see, that's what I was sort of thinking, like putting one on the other side of the house and getting a like just a hole into the into the house, run some pipe, heat coming in. So my partner is not running a heater all the time. It's just, or well, it is a heater. It's just you know whenever you turn it on, it's um making making, making money. That's yeah, yeah. I like that concept. So. I was kind of like, oh, well, if I could do it like just on a small scale, maybe that's something you could do. Well, to your point, and not piss off your neighbors if it's too loud. Just jam it on the roof, like, you know, pointing out towards someone else's house. But if you can do it like, um, yeah, low cost enough and low, um, like keep the noise to a minimum, um, I reckon it's a cool idea. Yeah. I mean, look, it probably makes even more sense where I live. I live in an acre block surrounded by trees. My closest neighbor is like, I've got one and they're like 150 meters away. Oh, so like, like I live in the mountains, so it's cold. So like this actually sounds like an experiment I should probably do. You probably um, should. I, sadly, I'm only renting, so I can't really probably do too many holes and stuff, but <laughs> yeah, I could probably ask for permission and, and figure out a way or maybe take like, cause I got like a gas heater that's, uh, got a, a, a flu that goes outside so maybe just like rip that flu out and put like a bitcoin yeah. miner just outside put a little oh, shelter yeah. on it and then feed that through the hole that's already existing for the gas miner and just use the bitcoin miner and see if that actually makes any significant difference to to heating because yeah, yeah it's 
bitterly cold up here in the mountains during winter. Like some of these mornings lately have been, you know, negative three degrees, which is free like cooling. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, my, my energy rates are about to go up actually my residential ones. Um, I was waiting for the email or the call and I got it early this week um, from August 1st. My prices are going up. Actually, my daily supply charge is going down ever so slightly, um, but my kilowatt per hour is, is going up. It's still okay. It's not horrible. You know, I'm hearing some people talk like 40 cents per kilowatt, which is just outrageous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not quite those levels, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely the, the tough thing at the moment in the market here in Australia, and I guess the world to some degree is you know the energy grid systems are being really pushed to their their limits uh, with you know, gas plants going down and and all sorts of stuff. Um, really, what what do you think? What do you think the genesis of that is? Because it seems to be um, to sort of coincide with a lot of the monetary um, issues that are you know, kind of happening across the world and inflation and all that. Like it's it's a it's a weird. Um, coincidence if you want to call it that but it's all kind of happening at the same time what what do you reckon it is uh it's probably a combination of things i don't know if it's necessarily this big conspiracy or something that you might be alluding to it could be <laughs> uh, i love the conspiracy theory but you know a lot of these a lot of these plants are old and decrepit they have lifespans and they're probably coming to to the end of much of it um yeah. so there's probably an element of that there's probably an element of um, natural disasters. Um, we've had a lot of rain um, here in here in Sydney and, and other parts of the country. Perhaps mm. that's affected some of these some of these uh, sites. Hard to say, but um, yeah, it's probably a combination of a number of things. Factors, yeah. um, but I, I do get the gut feeling that a lot of it is just like poor infrastructure, um, you know, old decrepit stuff that's on its way out that hasn't been maintained or, or is not cost effective to maintain. And so yeah. we've got uh, the big lean and push into clean and renewable sources, um, especially here in Australia. Like the last election was basically decided on the fact that Labor had a more green policy than what Liberals did, yeah. um, which is all smoke and mirrors. But, um, you know, it's not sexy to start up a coal mining Plant, and that's generally what gives us the vast majority of the base load here in Australia. Yeah. Um, I'm here to get into a discussion of whether coal is the future or not, but it is at least the thing that gives us some level of certainty and uh, base load in our grid. And so a lot of these, again, plants are kind of getting to their, I think they have about 30, 40 year life cycles, generally speaking. Um, so many of them are coming to the end of that. So they're going offline and Whenever they talk about, you know, <clears throat> um, opening up a new coal plant, there's always big kickback from the greenies and all the lefties and socialists that say, you know, we can't do that. It's going to destroy the planet. And, uh, you know, I guess there's some degree of truth to that. But at the same time, you end up in situations like this where we're being told to turn off our heating at night in the middle of winter to preserve the grid. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is when I need to use it. Like I'm cold. Like, <laughs> like I need to use electricity. Uh, so that's the flip side, right? Is yep. you know, going too hard, too green, too quickly um, means that 
we can't actually do what we need to do. Um, but yeah, I don't want to get too political or anything about this. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, like, I, I was sort of uh, drawing like an analogy to like the the centralization of the the monetary system, creating like inflation to the the power grid, right? Like it's centralized. Do do you think that might be uh, a factor to that? It's like having these like central authorities over how you know power is generated and and well like you said consumed telling you when you need to turn things off do you think that might be a a factor as well look i'm only fairly new to the whole energy space so i can't can't claim to be any type of expert or really know the finer details but you know here in australia we've got amo which basically regulates all of the grid and the generators and the providers and all that sort of stuff and they've Again, from my very basic understanding of what's going on and what I've been paying attention to, I've seen them stick their hands in. And anytime I see people, regulators, governments, try to stick their hands into pies, that's usually a bad sign. I'm not saying it necessarily is in this case, but I get the gut feeling that some of what you're suggesting might just be valid. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it it is probably centralisation and... And, and all that garbage that comes along with it that yeah. is contributing to a lot of the issues that we're having right now, for sure. Yeah, it's the it's the that model, the hub and spoke model of, of anything like fails after a certain amount of time, right? Like if you, I think like, the, well, kind of going back to what we were talking about on the, the last podcast with uh, Sailor, like thinking into the future, like I can sort of see um and kind of wanting it now right like you're saying all these things that you you can see are going to happen but you you kind of want them now like the the whole idea of having a a, a grid and these like central sort of like I'm, I'm generating here right so i've got solar on the roof got a tesla yep, battery yep. but it's it's predicated on me having a connection to the grid so the the battery doesn't charge unless i'm connected to the grid and it's like you get you know rebates from the grid but realistically i think having a decentralized network where you have everyone kind of doing this and contributing is going to be a solution sort of for the future um and i can see that like being powered by the btc network as well so like like what oh, was the, the guys in perth or whatever that created that power ledger power ledger yeah, yeah so that but like on lightning i reckon something like that would really 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 help with these situations and it's like it you look at like uh, like Adelaide a few years ago when their systems like all died and then Elon came in and <laughs> sort of fixed it up with his batteries. But why why does it have to be centralized? Like why can't we do a decentralized version of that? So I think that's probably where we're going to go. Um, it's just a matter of time. And I suppose like having having like the the uh, energy crisis or whatever you want to call it um, and prices going up kind of gives it gives us a reason to pursue that quicker than if, if it wasn't. So it could be a positive, right? Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> um, I try to stay optimistic about it, but yeah, the, the, the current climate is really hard for Bitcoin miners here in Australia. I mean, yeah. really hard for us. You know, when we were first sort of putting the pieces together for Alpha, say two, three months ago, it was a completely different landscape. You know, yeah. we were very bullish. We know there was organic demand out there. Um, energy prices were reasonable, um, certainly not setting the world on fire, but they were 
manageable, whereas now it's 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 much more difficult. Um, and and I'm not entirely sure when we might see some reprieve from that. So I know a lot of people who are currently not mining because yeah. it's just too expensive to be mining and it's not it's not cost effective. So and ultimately, I think the vast majority of miners are looking at it from a purely financial perspective, less altruistic perhaps to what I might be, where I would just I'll mine because I want sats. Yeah. And I know those sats are worth a hell of a lot more in 10 years' time. But yeah. at the end of the day, most miners are looking to cover their expenses in real time. So uh, it's, you know, it's a lot more challenging for them to remain profitable and in the green. Um, some will cop it on the chin for a while, but everyone has a breaking point. So um, we're finding a lot of people reaching their breaking points at the moment, given the current uh, cost of electricity here in Australia and, and other parts of the world as well, which I know less of, of course, but um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough times, but we've got a very long term horizon in what we're doing here with alpha um, and, and, and myself as, a, as just an individual Bitcoiner as well is a very, very low time preference. Um, so these are just minor hiccups, so to speak, in the, in the grand scheme of things. <clears throat> I think when we were having this conversation and in a year or two from now, it'll be completely different again. We'll probably flip it on its head and we'll have too much power, too cheap <laughs> or something. Yeah, you, know, like, yeah, yeah, you could be right. Totally, totally right. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we're still pushing on. So uh, hopefully our first build will be done in about a fortnight is the timeline, um, give or take some, some variance, of course, um, but close. So at that point, I think, or even perhaps sooner, we'll be going public, so to speak, even though this is very much a public <laughs> podcast. And if anyone is watching, they would be able to figure out what we're doing and who we are and all that sort of stuff. But we're not making a hell of a lot of noise besides this for the meantime, but um, that time will come and it's getting close. So uh, I actually did a presentation um, at a Bitcoin Sydney and Bitcoin Mining Australia oh, sort yeah. of cross, yeah, crossover event two weeks ago um, or roughly two weeks ago, maybe a little bit less yep. um, here in Sydney. Um, that was cool. So um, it's the regular Bitcoin Sydney meetup, but kind of did a little bit of a clash and collab with the Bitcoin Mining Australia Telegram group. So for anyone that isn't in those groups, I've very much welcome you to join because some really high level and great discussions in both of those groups. Um, the Bitcoin Sydney one more generally about Bitcoin, the Bitcoin mining one, obviously specifically about Bitcoin mining related topics, but there's some great minds in there. Um, but yeah, it went really well. People received it. They were, they seemed interested for the most part about what we're trying to do here with, with alpha. And we're certainly not the only people in Australia looking to do uh, hosting type services. Um, albeit we are the only only people that I've come across so far offering immersion called yeah. um, hosting services, which is, is our unique selling point. But there are plenty of others doing similar things in the sort of air-cooled space um, at different phases of their sort of journeys as well. Some ahead, some similar, some behind. Um, sadly, some are shutting down. I'm hearing news about other other services uh, shutting down. Um, again, it's you know the climate's taking its toll. Um, Whilst it sucks, that is part of being in a capitalist system in a free market. Um, you know, the the winner the winner lives on. Um, we're not out of the woods. <laughs> we're lucky in the sense we maybe aren't online, so we don't really have 
Yeah, might, it might have been perfect backwards. timing, actually. <laughs> yeah. You know, if we had a thousand customers now and they were all essentially losing money because it's not affordable, then we would have different set of problems on our hands. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, hopefully that long-term vision and, and low time preference um, ultimately stands as well over the course of time. But yeah, anyone anyone who is interested, get in touch. Um, alphahashrate.com is our website. Um, we're always happy to chat. Um, yeah. Want to hear hear about what people are thinking when it comes to hosting services? Um, mining in general. Well, mining and, in general, yeah. Mining in what general. I'm, what I'm excited about actually is having the the space built so we can, like, I'm potentially getting my miner back. Knock on wood from. Um, compass so once they send that out we can put that in the facility and yeah us actually getting in there having to play and and working with all these new this new um tech like mining tech that's out there having a space to do that so we can make it easy for other people so we're we're on track so i think it's actually kind of perfect really this bear market gives us a chance to sort of play with with the new tool i think so too i mean it's it, it is it is always fun to get excited about you know, bull markets and all the hysteria that comes with it. But um, where we're at, we probably need a little bit of air to breathe yeah. Yeah. and a bit of peace and quiet just to test some things and to to slowly ramp up. Like I mean, physically it, build, like people talk about building, right? Like yeah, we're, we're literally building like yeah. containers and tanks and, you know, heat exchanges and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, we, I think it's going to be a blessing in disguise. Um, having to slowly ramp up and take our time with these things, I think it'll be good because, like you said, gives us a chance to throw some miners in there, start testing some stuff. Like we, I know we want to play around with some like Brains OS things, and we want to try some overclocking because you know the, these are only just assumptions at the moment that we're making about our immersion mining setup. You know, being able to more safely and efficiently overclock um, because we don't have dust and air and heat and all sorts of bad things for computing hardware uh, but until we actually test it and do it ourselves you know we, we need to validate these assumptions so we can go to market with them and actually tell people hey yeah we can safely overclocking machines and get 20 30 percent more um hash rate out of them without you know not having to 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 cop uh, less lifespan or significantly less lifespan out of your hardware so um yeah, I think it's I think it's a good thing. Uh, I think it's it is a bit of a blessing in disguise, and um, we'll take our time and 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 hopefully do it the right way. Part of the part of the inspiration um, for what we've been doing here at Alpha, and the reason I want to get into this was because I wanted to also be a customer of something like Compass, like you are, or yeah. not, I guess not really am at the moment because you're not mining, <laughs> but yeah. um, you know they grew too quickly, too fast, and that's a, a that has its own set of challenges and problems and. Um, the temptation is to want that, but I think um, the sustainable and, and the sensible way is to perhaps try to actively avoid that. Um, it is hard because, you know, there's the big dangly carrot of money and customers is a very big temptation. Yes. Um, but thankfully we perhaps don't have that temptation at the moment, uh, given all that we've said about the, the current climate. So we can just truly focus on on building a product that um, we but want to build. I will say, like in terms of the EDU aspect, which I'm excited about. So actually getting to you know figure out 
some of this tech. And like we were talking about previously setting up nodes and, and making walkthroughs for other people, the EDU components like through Digital Playhouse, um, which I now have a space for in Victoria. So there's one up in Agnes Waters, one one here. Um, very much interested in in mining and, and the EDU component to alpha. So I think that's something um, that we could probably focus on in this bear market as well, right? It's like not it's it's not all just about um, you know customers and you know people paying you know for energy and that sort of thing or hosting whatever. There is a lot of learning that um, you know learners can do and students can do at the moment. So that's something else I'm really excited to pursue. Hundred percent, great point. Like gives us an opportunity to build out documentation, videos, guides, education. Because um, there's still have a lot of fud and a lot of misunderstanding about Bitcoin mining. So anything that we can do to help push it in the right direction through content and stuff like that is going to be, uh, I think, hopefully very welcomed. I know I would like to see that as a, a new Bitcoin miner to have that kind of uh, content and in, in guides and videos and stuff like that helping me along my journey. Because, yeah, I'm not the most technically minded whilst I you know, understand a bit. I'm certainly not crazy tech nerd guy, but um, <laughs> so I'm always looking for help. I even like with my node and stuff, we've both been experimenting with new node software recently and, you know, it, it's sparse. Like there isn't, there is, there's a lot of, lot of different options out there, but you know, when something goes like just one thing goes wrong, it's almost like shit, you know, like yeah. it, everything breaks. Like, yeah. And it's, a lot of it's like alpha. So it's like, there's no alpha meaning like alpha, alpha projects. There's no like support for them. It's just like, oh, you're on your own. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, back to the drawing board, back to square one. And I guess that's where, where we come in with, with alpha hash rate is we're yes. trying to give people that alpha uh, and help them along their journey from start to finish when it comes to Bitcoin mining, because it is still complex at times. There are certainly many people who can get it and you're, mining Bitcoin at home and, and, you know, some people like doing the fiddly stuff and, and enjoy the challenge, but for some other people, I think perhaps even the majority perhaps don't have the patience and the time and the expertise and sort of, I guess the willpower to, to figure all that shit out. Um, yeah. The- and, and having a community as well, I think that's really important. So like, you know, somewhere you can ask questions and all that sort of stuff and, and get good feedback. Cause I think, so I was talking to, there was someone, I met someone who was mining BTC. Who was it? The last week or the week before. Anyway, to a bloody custodial wallet. I was like, what? It's like coin jar or something. Like, mm. Well, that defeats the purpose of mining in the first place. Like, so having like a succinct like path to follow for that sort of stuff, whether it's, you know, uh, hosted or them sort of learning to do stuff on their own. Um little things like that. Like, why would you want to mine to your own node? Like most people don't understand that. So like having a, a succinct sort of thing to, to follow for that or a, a curriculum around that. I think that's, that's really important. So yeah, one of the other projects I'm working on, which I've probably spoken about on this, this podcast is uh, the school of Bitcoin, school of Bitcoin.com uh, building open curriculum. So part of that um, will, uh, already is, there is mining stuff up there already, but making it more concise and, um, eventually it's going to be consensus uh, driven around that stuff as well. So like f- financial literacy aspect, um, mining has to be a part of that, right? Like it's, it's part of the journey. Um, 
so yeah, I'm I'm really excited for Alpha, and I think this bear market's going to allow us to to build a lot, and we'll, we'll keep this podcast going. And I think having even if we do it fortnightly, just to give updates on where we're at with our builds and and stuff that we're working on, and even curriculum and and um, you know where the, the markets are at as well, because um, that, that could turn around tomorrow. <laughs> we don't know. Um, so yeah, definitely definitely keen to to keep pursuing this. Any any other final points, Chris? No, I think I think I'm good for for this week. Not a lot to well, there's a bit to report on, but um, I think over the next fortnight to a month we'll have some more exciting news about um, our container being complete. Maybe we can share some photos. We can kind of go a little bit more um, public with what we're working on and start drumming up some some excitement. Essentially, I guess. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll um we'll see you guys next time.